0: Thanks for listening to the Home Fix Show podcast brought to you by Heating Equipment Company. All makes and models of residential and commercial furnaces and air conditioners can be serviced or installed by Heating Equipment Company, a Lennox Premier Dealer. 208-459-2212. This is a podcast of the Home Fix Show with Joe Prinz Hey,
1: well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Home Fix Show here on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Thanks for waking up with us. I'm Joe Pryn. This is a program where we talk about uh, the houses that we live in, uh, fixing them, repairing them, doing upgrades, maintenance, tearing things apart, maybe making it ours after somebody else has lived in it for a while, or perhaps we're ready to pass it on to somebody else and we need to uh, take away some of the things that we maybe customized a little bit in our homes and You know, things happen as our houses get older. Things start to creak and go bump in the night, and who knows what's falling apart, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to try to answer, excuse me, your questions about whatever's coming up, whether you need uh, to know what to ask your contractor, roughly what something costs, or how long it's going to take, or which materials do I use, or one of the more confusing things you get is too much information. You find out that you know, between uh, what you see on YouTube and Google and talking to the neighbor and two contractors, you get five or six different opinions. So maybe I can help you filter out some of that and talk to you from my years of experience being here, not only on the radio show, but as a remodeling contractor and a handyman for quite a few years. Maybe I can help you out. Uh, I would invite you to call in today, but uh, this is a pre-recorded. Program today. I couldn't be in the studio. So, sitting across the uh, desk here from me, Scott Cruz, good morning. Good morning. I'll do my best Tara impression today. (laughs) Nobody can
0: duplicate her. No,
1: no. Um, No, Trust me. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, being here, Scott, to uh, Mm -hmm. to help me get this done today. And uh, yeah, so I will be back next week with a full program. And uh, if you could save your questions to then. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to address some of the questions that I've I've gotten from you over the past week or so that we didn't have time to cover on the air. So if you did send me some emails or we talked, you, you may be hearing this again if this is you. But it was it was good to share with with some other folks. So I thought uh, I thought we could do that today. Uh, one of the things that I was asked about was uh, a power tool question. Uh, somebody asked me. They said, "What sander should I now buy as the first sander that I take into my?" New home workshop. These are some people that just got their first house and had already gone out and purchased a um, uh, a miter saw. They bought a Dewalt 12 inch miter saw and a real good cordless drill and charger with some of the 20 volt batteries and I believe a reciprocating saw and perhaps something else. But now they were looking at getting a sander and uh, you know what? That's that that's kind of a tough one. What is the you know, the first sander you should bring into your life. I thought, you know, that's something I don't think I've ever talked about here on the show. So we're going to hit that today. So, but first, first, of course, you know, I can't make it that simple. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) We have to dig much deeper than and provide much more information than anybody ever asked for. (laughs) So I thought we'd first talk about the grits of sandpaper because I'm going to use that word later grits. Yeah. and that's not the good cheesy grits that I get breakfast for breakfast at Wild West
0: Eatery and Canteen. See, now what you've done has made me hungry as know, well. They're Thank so you. good.
1: I'll bring you those sometime. They got a cheese uh, cheesy grits with a uh, sautéed Cajun-style shrimp. Oh. the shrimp and grits that they put on there.
0: There's grits then, by themselves – are yeah. great cheesy grits are better yeah but you put shrimp on it uh, and so good. now i'm just gonna have to go get a napkin okay
1: so so then what chef brian does is he goes around and he puts these dots of the the hot sauce mm-hmm. you know the around the edge so you can kind of just bring that in as you need it and all now you still have time because they serve breakfast up to like two o'clock in the afternoon there so you, right. we
0: can go in right after can this. you do that i was gonna say can yeah. you do the rest of the segment without me because yeah. i need it now i uh, maybe <laughs> i don't know but.
1: So so let's talk about sandpaper grits okay. now that
0: I've distracted you yeah. with that. I'll try to refocus my brain.
1: Yeah, so f- from a company called Empire Abrasives, which is one of the, the, the world's largest abrasive companies. Um, you thought it was some of our political parties that were abrasive, but this is the uh, one for sandpaper. Uh, sandpaper is an incredibly useful tool, they say, that has been around for centuries Centuries? Yeah. Uh, The oldest versions of this type of abrasive coated material discovered have been found in China going back to the 13th century when Genghis Khan roamed the region. Unlike modern day sandpaper, early versions actually used sand. Geez, I wonder where they came up with the name then. Yeah. Sand and crushed up seashells. Okay. Were bonded to parchment paper to form a crude but effective abrasive. Modern day sandpaper and abrasives are much more advanced. The sand has been traded for stronger natural and man made materials and more precise grained, uh, sized grains, also known as the grit. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. sizes. In order to get a uniform grit size across the surface of your sandpaper, the materials being used go through a sifting machine. The filters on this machine will only allow specific sized particles of the materials to pass through each different level. The size of the grit is then determined, and this is what I found the most interesting of everything that just wasn't. Uh, The size of this grit is then determined by how much how many of each particle can fit through a one-square-inch filter? Huh. The larger the particle, the less that can fit through at once. So let's say we have a sandpaper with a grit of 30. That means 30 particles would fit through the filter. A grit size of 100 would mean that much more particles would fit through, but they would be much smaller particles. Ah, okay. Another way to visualize this, is to picture a basketball hoop. Imagine dropping a pile of golf balls through the hoop. The balls are small, and you'd be able to fit a lot through there. So let's make believe that's the 100. We'll give the golf balls a 100 grit. Now do the same process with softballs. They're much bigger than the golf balls, so less will fit through at once. Let's say only 20. That would be a coarser particle with a grit of 20. Uh, grit sizes range in appearance from being fine enough to resemble the size of cooking flour all the way up to large grits that look like uh, granulated large sugar. Uh, grit sizes vary so that users can accomplish specific tasks. Different grit sizes are also useful for varying surface types like wood or metal. Hi, this is the one that confuses people, so this is good to know all this. Uh, higher grit numbers are finer with smaller particles, are used for smoothing wood and painted surfaces between coats, where lower grit numbers, the ones with large numbers or, or smaller numbers, large particles are generally used on tougher surfaces for heavy sanding, stripping and cutting of hard, hard uh, to remove surfaces. So oftentimes you're trying to get a very smooth surface. It would make sense to, and here's another term that you hear used by people that don't realize everybody doesn't know the terms, you're going through the grits.
0: Right. So that means
1: you'd start with a coarser grit and slowly work your way down to finer grits to create the ultimate smooth surface
0: right okay now okay got all that out of the way all right now but it's uh, it's good to hear that every once in a while because it it confuses me almost every time i need sandpaper
1: well and i do this all the time you know and i'm I'm talking with people and i'm rattling off things that i just think are second nature to the knowledge base that i have or what i understand and then i realize they don't get it and then i'm talking to somebody else about their world and they're rattling. And I say, Oh, what do you mean by TTP? What does that yeah. mean? You know, or you're talking to a nurse at the hospital and they're all these acronyms or terms and wait, 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 what is that? You yeah, know. exactly. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's just what we call it. Yeah, okay. So not in any order. Uh, let's start with some of the Sanders. There is the, cause that was the real question. What Sander?
0: Right. Uh,
1: there is the quarter sheet vibratory Sander. Um, random orbit. Well, it's not really an orbital sander. It's a vibration that just kind of moves around in all different directions. It's not an actual orbit. In fact, it's even more of just a back and forth of the sanding pad. Uh, this sander uses a standard size sheet of sandpaper, which there is a standard size torn into four pieces, fold it in half, tear it in half, fold those in half, yeah. tear it in half, and you end up with these little, not rectangles. Okay. Um, I've got an old Makita version of that kind of a sander, and it's just about worn out. So it's loud, and it makes my hands go numb after about five minutes. Yeah. And it's just absolutely horrible. But it's like thirty years old, so it's it it's served me well. Uh, the good thing is the sandpaper for this is not hard to find, and it's not anything special. So it's uh, it's very inexpensive to consume this sandpaper. It's good for all around general work, mostly finish type work uh, because it it doesn't cover a big area or anything. But it's a slow go and the paper doesn't always last all that long. Uh, There's cordless versions of this tool now and uh, they work pretty good. So this person asking they could pick up a version of this sander uh, just in the bare tool format to go with their battery packs they already have and they'd have a sander. But maybe that's not the one they need. Uh, Another kind of sander is the orbital sander. This one spins a circular sanding disc in a very tiny little circles. If you could see, uh, if you could, well, actually you can see them because if you start with a real rough grit Mm -hmm. and you just go, and then you look at it, you can see little tiny curly Q circles, like a spiral notebook thing all over your surface that you just hit. So uh, this one spins a circular disc in a very small circles like that, that cross themselves and. Quickly remove materials, but you'll generate marks if you don't work yourself down through the grits. Mm, There's see? that thing, okay, of paper. Uh, here you need dedicated sanding paper for the tool that you have. Some of these use a hook-and-loop type attachment. Uh, people use the word Velcro. That's a registered trademark of somebody. But, <laughs> so it's Kleenex um, and Band-Aid. Yes, but. and Weed Eater and all that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's a hook-and-loop attachment to the bottom of your sander. And then some use an adhesive back paper where you have to peel it off and stick it on there. Um, These papers do cost more but they're also made out of some pretty tough material and they last much longer than regular sandpaper. Um, Belt sanders, yeah that's kind of the next one. Belt sanders are bigger tools and use a three, three and a half, four inch wide belt, uh, 18, 21, 24 inches long. A lot of uh, different choices that you have there. A good assortment of grits are available in these belts and they're used for taking down a lot of wood fairly quickly but they do take some skill to uh, get used to not digging big gr- giant grooves and troughs in your work. Uh, they shouldn't be used for finish work un- unless you get very, very good with the tool. Um, they're also heavy, and they can wear out your arms and cause some fatigue fairly quickly. They're not good for overhead or vertical work because you'll get it all right in your face, but they're uh, they're more much better for uh, like a benchtop uh, style of work. All right. Let's take a break here, Scott. If we could, we'll come back and uh, wrap up with uh, a couple other Sanders. Let's see how many different kinds. Oh, I got three more kinds of Sanders. Mm. So we got quite a choice to go through. We'll be back. More of the Home Fix Show right here on News Talk KBOI. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prynne. We'll be right back on News Talk KBOI. Perhaps now more than ever, if you're looking to buy your next home, a visit with Terry Hefner and his team of mortgage professionals is critical. Market forces that used to change week to week are now changing hourly. You need information quick and it needs to be accurate. The Hefner Group at Guild Mortgage will work hard for you. Their goal is to create a positive loan experience and help you make the most informed decisions you can. Terry is a native Idahoan and has been assisting clients for over 30 years. The Hefner Group also helps first-time homebuyers achieve their dreams of home ownership. There's a lot of confusing information out there, so let Terry Hefner and his team of professionals help you with your mortgage. Call 208-599-8500 or visit TerryHefner.com. 208-599-8500. Terry Hefner, NMLS 95796, Company NMLS 3274. Guild Mortgage is an equal housing lender. We like
2: the look and feel of our new granite and solid surface countertops, but not many of us know the proper way to take care of them. Sometimes this can result in the need for a repair. When that happens, call the Stone Medics at Cutting Edge Kitchens. The Stone Medics can fix granite and solid surface countertops no matter when they were built or who installed them. The very talented craftspeople at the Stone Medics can fix cracks, chips, stains and scuffs. They can reattach sinks and drill additional holes for your new faucet or accessory. If you're ready for new countertops and want to learn more about granite, large format tile or other solid surface materials, Cutting Edge Kitchens is here to help. Cutting Edge Kitchens has led with innovation, artistry and techniques in Idaho for many years. Is your kitchen next? Call Cutting Edge Kitchens and schedule an appointment. Or for repairs, ask for the Stone Medics. Same phone number, 208. Three four four thirty four zero four. 3404 that's 208
1: 344 your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payment for six months when you finance a new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at HeatingEquipmentCompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply, see dealer for details.
3: My husband started running trucks for master plumbing when he was 18 years old, and I was a car hop at a local drive through We went to college here, got married here, and have raised our family, you guessed it, right here in Idaho. This is home to us. It's our community. And as the area has grown, we've been fortunate to have an amazing master plumbing family grow with us. Their combined expertise and experience help our extended workforce family and our customers feel like nothing's ever changed. In fact, it's only gotten better. So when your water heater's not so hot, you have a shower that just, well, just won't shower, or for any other plumbing needs, reach out to Master Plumbing at 208-888-9191 or callmasternow.com. Call the masters all of master plumbing the masters of the tree. email your question and joe will get you an answer joe at joeprin.com you're
1: listening to the home fix show with joe Pryn on news talk KBOY. hey welcome back and good morning to those of you just joining us thanks for tuning in to the home fix show i, I you don't know how uh, much and how great i, I appreciate you being there as listeners to this program each and every week, it uh, it just amazes me how many people I run into that mention that they listen to the show and you know posting comments on posts that I put up there and uh, you know a lot of you know I don't always know your names you know my name but uh, it's good to hear from you and thank you for the kind comments and uh, the interaction that we have. If if like today, okay, you can't call into the show because this is a pre-recorded uh, one-hour show because of the football game coming up here in just a few minutes, but. Um, you can always send an email because those, even when I'm not in the studio, I get those obviously in real time. So if you have questions about anything you hear on the show today or something that you just needed to ask and you're going, dang it, Joe, you're not there. I want to for once. I finally was going to call you and you're not there. Okay. Send me an email to Joe at com. P-R-I-N, Joe at JoePrin.com. Uh, while this show is airing and for the next couple hours, I will try to watch my emails and and uh, reply to you as soon as I possibly can because I want to uh, help you solve any questions you have or take away some anxiety or get you to a solution. So don't hesitate to do that. I'll be back uh, live in the studio next week also if you want to talk phone-to-phone, kind of, not face-to-face. But. All but right, let's get back to our Sanders a little bit, uh, get back to the nitty-gritty.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going I, to do had, that.
1: Yeah, there's, okay, we could go on for... <laughs> Yeah, we could. All uh, right. The next one up is a rotary sander. This is a tool that uses a round sanding disc also that is usually attached to the tool with over some kind of a center shaft that has a, a washer or a locking nut and a washer, and it's tightened down with some sort of a wrench that comes with it. Uh, there's someone like a drill where you squeeze a trigger on them and that kind of physical configuration, and the disc spins on the end of it. These are good for grinding off finishes. Uh, They spin too fast to be like a polisher, so you wouldn't want to use them for that, but they are primarily used on metal uh, better than wood because, uh, again, with some of the rougher grits, they can remove a lot of wood really fast, Um, but they they do have their place as a, a sander for certain situations, and like I say, they can get away from you and dig deep into the wood and do some damage, so you have to be very careful if you're trying to use these on siding for like paint removal or something, or decks with this tool, because uh, you don't want to do more more harm than good. So you probably know that that's not going to be the one that I'm <laughs> recommending to these people to get for their very first sander. Uh, the one I've got is a, is an older Bosch tool that I got, gosh, years ago when we were doing our TV show. You know, Bosch sent me, like, one of everything. Yeah. and um, So I've, I I still have that, and I use it surprisingly more than, than we'd think, but I also do a lot of metalworking, right. and I use it for grinding down welds and stripping metal of paint before I weld and stuff where, you know, so it works good, but pretty dedicated to its end usage and stuff. All right. uh, One more here is a detail sander. I don't know if you've seen these, Scott, but this is a a small sander that uses a triangular shaped piece of sandpaper. Yep. I've seen those. Yeah. Three points on it. Yeah. The triangle. Mm -hmm. And, uh, (laughs) And so you can turn it around and you can use this for getting into tight spots. You can usually rotate the pads a little bit so that you can take advantage of all three of those little points because it's made for getting into, you know, really tight little little tiny spots. They're uh, they're only the only time you use these things is when no other tool will get the job done because they're they're fairly slow, they're very specific. It's kind of a there's cheap versions of the tool and the good ones are kind of expensive or they they they're just not all that common and finding the the paper form's not uh, not real inexpensive either. So they're nice to have, but, um, very, very seldom used unless you're maybe doing some furniture repurposing or restoration. So long ago, and you probably remember this from dad's workshop or grandpa's, there used to be one third sheet sanders and also even some one quarter sheet sanders, but these are the long strips. So if you picture this, uh, a sheet of sandpaper and you did a trifold like a brochure or something. Right. Okay. And then it. you'd end up with three pieces that big. Yeah. That's a one third sheet. Sand okay. Or, so it's bigger and they're vibratory like the quarter sheet one that we talked about. And then there's some that you would fold into the, the strips that you would get four long strips, they're very narrow and long. Those were common in auto body use and a few other things. We didn't see much of those used in woodworking, but they're out there and they're kind of the same old recipe is that very first one we talked about a vibration type sander um, I kind of liked my my old my dad's old one third sheet sanders one of these chrome polished aluminum craft, oh, sears yeah exactly. ones and it, it it was still quite I mean we used that thing for years and when it finally did burn up on me it was like ah <laughs> <"Aw." laughs> Hate it when that happened Well, the only thing that you could get then at that time, I remember going out and getting this orange plastic Black and Decker version of that, yeah. and it lasted about two months. Right, <laughs> it was just junk. Yeah. But yeah. uh, if if you ever find those at, at like a yard sale or something, you know, you find that old Sears one or Black and Decker or Decker and Skill made some of those. They they weren't bad tools.
0: How are we doing on time? By the
1: way, I forgot to hit my.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. By. We're about uh, about six minutes. Okay, in. good.
1: All right, I got uh, like
0: four. I, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> so you tell me when we're
1: getting closer. Okay. Um, so if you can find some of those tools, they're they kind of have. So the original question of what sander would be first. Well, it probably depend on uh, you know what these these folks are going to be doing. If you were getting the, uh, uh, if you were starting to get into maybe refinishing furniture and trying to you know pick things up at a bargain and Sand it down and maybe restain it and apply a new clear coat, or maybe you know take the stain off so that you can get a good base and put a stain blocking primer and paint it on or something. I'd probably start with that uh that five inch orbital sander that I talked about it's got a more of a d handle type configuration. You can let the tool do the work they're variable speed. you can just rip off those discs and stick another one on. You don't have to mess with the little wire jaws to pinch it on and off and Um, they're quieter, they're easy on your hands and and designed to be used for hours on end. A lot of them even have an attachment on them where you can take the bag off and hook a vacuum cleaner to it. Oh, okay. Because dust is a big problem, especially when you're sanding off a lot of finishes that you really don't know what they are. So I think I'd probably get these folks into one of those. If they were doing just strictly woodworking on bare wood and you're just doing this to smooth some things out, you know, maybe after laminating or something, maybe the quarter sheet sander just because of the the cost of the paper. You know, if they were working on the house doing a lot of framing and uh, floor work and uh, beams and timbers and stuff like that, probably the belt sander. You'd mm-hmm. get into something like that. Or if they're working on some old cars or metals or something, I'd probably go with that disc grinder with these flapper discs. Uh, those, those are kind of cool. They, yeah. It's a round wheel that looks like it's made up of all these strips of sandpaper that are laying on top of each other, going around in a spiral. They They last a long time and they work pretty good. So I, I think, you know, being the kind of the tool guy and the smart elk that I am, I'm just going to go tell them to buy one of every one of these. Yeah. Just get it over with. Just, <laughs> just just go there and say, I'll take one of those and one of those and one of those and one of those and one of those. Kind of uh, surprised
0: that wasn't your first answer. Yeah. But,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, I think I'd probably just get that 5-inch orbital sander. Tell me I'm wrong. Send me an email. Tell me if you got a different opinion on that.
0: Uh, Joe at... JoePrin.com. Okay, that time for a real quick one here? Yeah, we're at about nine minutes, so real quick.
1: All right, Uh, this is the time of year if you turned your furnace on this last week or you're about to and your home has a crawl space under it, now is the time to go around to the outside and close those foundation vents. A foundation vent is usually, oh, somewhere around six inches tall, 16 inches wide, a metal vent with a screen and a hinged flapper door on the inside with a rod and a metal tab on the outside. You pull or push to open and close it. Uh, In the spring, you open these vents to allow moisture to escape and the crawl space to keep itself dry and and well ventilated. And when you turn the furnace on, you need to close these things to keep the pipes under there from freezing, keep your floors warmer and your energy costs down. Older vents that don't have these hinge doors, they just need to be blocked off with a piece of uh, styrofoam packing material, cut it to fit, stuff it in there, that's good. Or even a board and a rock. They don't have to be (laughs) sealed off 100% just enough to keep the air movement through there if you have a conditioned crawl space you'll find you don't have any vents so never mind
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks for the reminder because that's what i need to do the weekend this is airing yes there you go (laughs) all right um all right time for
1: the news break we will be back more home fix after that Uh, again if you need to get a hold of me send an email to joe at joeprin.com we'll be back in the studio live next week thanks for being with us Here's the news. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest built a home with a contractor in Northern Construction in Sand Hollow, Idaho, with solar thermal radiant floor heat and cooling. This 4,500-square-foot home, the total energy bill in August of 2020 was $80. In September, they got the solar PV up and running, and now the Idaho Power Bill will be $5.20 per month. Because the HVAC, for the home is so efficient along with the hot water, the solar PV needed was half the amount of a home this size would normally take. The homeowners were just telling Carl from Renewable Energy Northwest how comfortable the home is with warm comfy floors and no air blowing around to dry out your skin. Renewable Energy Northwest installs four different types of radiant heat and cool. On slab, under subfloor, on top of subfloor, and warm board applications. They can also heat your pool in the summer with the same system. Please call for a free site assessment. 085776537 or visit renewableenergynwllc.com Isn't it great knowing that when you need a realtor you could have Idaho's number one realtor working for you That's right if you make a call to Matt Bowser you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix show with me You've heard callers that have become his clients Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bousher for your realtor. Visit com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bousher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community.
0: This is a podcast of The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin. Well,
1: good morning and welcome back as The Home Fix Show continues on this Saturday morning. A a short program today. We'll be be finished up here uh, in about, what, uh, 23, 24, I don't know, 8.30. (laughs) I've
0: I've never been good with clocks and
1: time. I mean, that's great for this industry, isn't it? We got to wrap it up here because it is a Bronco football Saturday. So I'll be here till about 8.30 then. And then it's on to game day with Rick Worthington and Richie Bronco, followed by the Bronco tailgate show with the legend himself, Paul J. Schneider, and Wayne DeZubak. And then the pregame show with Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender is uh, scheduled. Kickoff, I believe, is going to be right at about 1.30 today. And then after the game, uh, Mike Prater and Johnny Mallory with Bronco Game Night. And Tara, if I got any of that wrong, just come in and pop me down and tell people what it really is. sounds right to me yeah this is a uh, recorded program actually (laughs) i couldn't be in the studio today so uh, the voice you hear scott cruz thanks for coming in with us my pleasure uh if you do miss any of our programs and you want to get caught up podcasts or otherwise just archived recordings are available at kboi.com all brought to you absolutely free of charge by our friends at heating equipment company you've heard their messages today getting a little busy i'm sure trying to get people's systems checked out and tuned up for the upcoming heating system. We just talked about closing your foundation vents and that if you've turned your furnace on. Um, not, not related to anything there, but just something I, I do want to talk about. Um, this is the time of year a lot of people do get the uh, the door-to-door solicitations or they find the card hanging on their mailbox or the um, flyer in the mail or something about, you know, a $29 winter furnace tune-up, a $39 inspection and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, tune-up. I would just say enter those thoughts with a lot of caution because think about it in today's world. Do you really think that a company could send a person, you know what people are getting paid now, Yes, especially a trained and you know, if we want to say licensed HVAC technician, because that is a licensed trade, a professional, um, do you really think that they can send a person with a truck and all of that out to your home to spend what should take, you know, a good half hour or so at least doing an inspection and a test and then driving on to the next job and only billing you for 29 or
0: 39 or $49? No. So what are they going to try to do when they're there? Well, they're going to find a problem. They're going to find a problem. And uh, I won't mention any names, but I had a problem last year. Yeah. And and we always turn our heating on months before we need it. Same thing with the AC. We always turn it on months before we need it. Make make sure sure it's good to go. So um, heat didn't come on. Mm. And so I called. I got a guy. So I called my guy. Yeah. Sent a guy out and opened everything up. So, right. just fiddled around, took about 10 minutes, and, and he said, come here, come here. I said, okay. He said, see that wire right there? I said, yeah. I said, that wire's the problem. <laughs> I went, excuse me? A little piece of wire. That little piece of wire. Yeah. Apparently, I got a little too enthusiastic when I was changing a filter. Oh. So you can, because, you know, it did drop down a little bit and yeah, knocked yeah. the wire off. And I said to him, and my wife was standing behind me. And I said, so that's the problem. He goes, yeah, I'll just get this reattached and I'm going to move this around because this is in a weird place. I just want to move this over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, in case. Well, and, and then he left and drove away, and I waved. Yeah. And my wife looked at me and said, they could have said anything was wrong. Yeah. They could have said we needed a whole new unit. Yeah. And they told us it was just a wire. Right. They can come back next time. And. and- <laughs> Yes and the vast- and it was an expensive, i mean it was an inexpensive wire to, to reattach a wire sure they charged me what they charged me but 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 I didn't have to buy a new heating unit that i didn't need right and and that's that is
1: some great honesty and integrity and unfortunately there's there's some of that lacking out there yeah um but there
0: are good people out there so spend the time to call them
1: and you got you got sent a technician not a salesperson exactly a salesperson is looking for okay I've, i've got to find something here you know you've got the classic cracked heat exchanger sure. oh god i've got to put a red tag on this and notify the building department and the fire department and your mother and <laughs> you know i, I, I your kindergarten teacher, teacher and i you know i've got to tell the world that your your furnace has to be shut down and you cannot turn this back on until it's been replaced yeah, yeah. would you like me to give you a cost on that yeah because <laughs> we happen to have somebody that could be here you know as soon as maybe tomorrow well uh, Boy, wouldn't that be nice, though? I mean, and that's what that's what happens when you get sent a salesperson. So be aware of some of these scams that, uh, and just say, okay, thank you, I appreciate your efforts. Here's your twenty
0: nine dollars or your thirty nine dollars. Go away. I'm going to get a second opinion. <laughs> yeah, and, now, and that's one of the reasons we always do our little check. I I did use the air quotes uh, yeah. early because if it doesn't right. come on, it's not one hundred and five degrees. And some of these these folks will disassemble thirty seven degrees. They'll disassemble your furnace all
1: over your furnace room or laundry room yeah. or garage floor, or, uh, yeah. and and tag it and all this. And it's like, well, I'm not putting this back together. I can't do that. It's illegal for me uh. to make this operational. B.S. Except it is. <laughs> it is not. Yeah. Except it isn't. <laughs> yeah. You. You are. You, the hook has been set, and you are being yeah. tugged across the floor over yeah. to where your checkbook is. So yeah, it, be very, be very careful of that. And I will tell you that the folks at Heating Equipment Company, one of our sponsors, they are not that type of operation. So, and you're also not going to get that inspection for no twenty nine dollars. No, it's, exactly. That's probably going to be more like a hundred and twenty nine or something. But, but.
0: And and, uh, and, I, and I'm okay paying that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Just a little uh, word of warning there that that it is that season. It is that season <laughs> for for scammers, and be careful with that because, unfortunately, that goes on more than you uh, you think. And you'll see some if you follow you know friends on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. You'll see posts about that and lots of comments uh, circulating there. You know, oh, watch out for these guys or that guys or something. So it really comes down to the people that are there too in the company. So yeah, I appreciate your story, Scott, because that's, uh, that's, that's
0: better than what I could
1: have created for that.
0: (laughs) Well, the truth sometimes is a a really good thing to, to help make your point. So we got to take our uh, final break for, for
1: this program, uh, for, for the morning. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about, uh, starting to put to bed some of the seasonal tools that you may have out in the garage or the gardening shed or something. And, how to make things uh, ready for next year, and we will do that. We've got to take a break. Listen to these messages from the fine sponsors that make this program possible each and every Saturday morning. If you need a list of everybody that I recommend for different things, go to JoePrin.com, and you'll find my trusted resource list right there, JoePrin.com. It's P-R-I-N. Just go right there. Don't go through Google. Just go JoePrin.com and the list will come up right before your eyes. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Isn't it great knowing that when you need a realtor, you could have Idaho's number one realtor working for you? That's right. If you make a call to Matt Bousher, you'll be treated with respect and professionalism no matter the size of your transaction. You've heard Matt here on the Home Fix Show with me. You've heard callers that have become his clients. Matt and his team are on top of what's happening in Idaho minute by minute, neighborhood by neighborhood. Choose quality and professionalism. Choose Matt Bousher for your realtor. Visit BousherRealEstate.com or call Matt at 208-631-3870. That's 208-631-3870. In accordance with fair housing laws, Matt Bauscher provides equal professional service without regard to the race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, favorite football team, or sexual orientation of any prospective client, customer, or the residents of any community. What
3: do you think is harder on your windows? The heat of summer or the cold of winter? The answer is winter. Cold temperatures put windows to the test, and if yours could use a better grade, Milgard Windows from Viewpoint Windows & Doors are a great choice for your home. Milgard Windows have one of the finest and fairest warranties in the window business. They even cover accidental glass breakage. They are a leader in innovation and continually are top rated for quality and value. Viewpoint Windows & Doors will not only install your new Milgard Windows, but they can also also provide any service you might need in the future. There is never a bad time of year to get your new windows because they work hard year round. Okay, a little harder in the winter. Call 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com. 208-854-1877 or visit viewpointwindows.com.
1: Your home is your sanctuary, the one place you can always relax, decompress, and chill out. It's where everything should be perfect, including your air. Heating Equipment Company helps you achieve the perfect air you deserve with reliable, groundbreaking, award-winning Lennox products. Lennox Home Comfort Systems are built to last with the newest technology that keeps your air perfect and helps you feel more relaxed and energized. And Heating Equipment Company is offering up to $1,800 in rebates on a new Lennox system or make no payments for six months when you finance a new Lennox system for as little as $132 a month on systems quoted during the rebate program dates. That's right, we're making it easier than ever to achieve perfect air in your home. To learn more, call Heating Equipment Company at 208-459-2212 today or visit us online at HeatingEquipmentCompany.com. For great products, big savings, and perfect air, think Heating Equipment Company, your local Linux dealer. Terms and conditions apply, see dealer for details.
2: You don't need camo or a tent, but the season has started. It's woodworking season. That time of year where people head to the shop to get those winter projects started and finish the summer ones. And what would the start of woodworking season be without a high desert hardwood? You get to pick your project, why not pick every board you bring home? High Desert Hardwood lets you select through the offerings of a huge list of quality hardwoods that will have your project looking good and lasting a very, very long time. Cutting boards and cabinets, furniture and shelving, toys and carvings, turnings and burnings, all with top quality wood from High Desert Hardwood. Take a look at HighDesertHardwood.com to review the current stock list. Open Monday through Saturday at 1758 East State Street on the east end of Eagle. Or call 208-939-9366. That's 208-939-9366 for High Desert Hardwood. News Talk KBOI. Hey, good
1: to have you with us. Uh, Remember, the Bronco pregame show festivities all start here just in a few minutes. So uh, keep your radio right here on news talk KBOI to listen to the bronco game parts are a little a little finicky right now tricky uh you know you what we used to be able to just go down to the hardware store or go to the dealer and order in a new you know uh, blinker fluid reservoir or something yeah. you know uh <laughs> we we used to be able to get these parts or this spool or this blade or something and now you're finding oh yeah those are out they're in a container somewhere being held up in the the, the the port right of alaska up, yeah <laughs> who knows and uh it, it's going to be six weeks before you get it it's well, crazy it would be better to find that out maybe now than you know next march 18th when you want
0: to mow your yard for the first time or till the garden or something yeah it's nuts yeah and so, who knows when it's going to get better
1: well we don't know we don't know it it, it, it might all be for naught. wouldn't that be nice to do all this preparation and get all this done and then say well I guess I didn't need to do any of all that. Well, yeah, you did because now it's done and you can move on to other things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if not, you can be going, oh, 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 what a smart person I was. Okay, so uh, so get that stuff done now and order anything that you need to because it's nice to have them. And you know, we know that what used to take maybe even a week can be uh, several months or longer now. So consider also where you are going to store this equipment. Can you put it in a place where you don't have to, move it every week to get the trash can out or the car in or something? Is it a dedicated safe place where you're not going to pile things on top of it or run into it or, or bang it up and everything a place maybe where things can be hung up or is there anything you should do to protect it? Should you put a, a tarp over it, a cover? Should you put it up on blocks? Should you deflate the tires? Should you add or delete any liquids? Uh, Take out any uh, water that's in them and put antifreeze in there. So, I don't know. Just do you need to put all the little nuts and bolts and clips that when you take off the, the 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 mower chute and everything, and you put your snowplow blade on the riding mower? Is all that stuff in a you know in a cool web bowl or a ziploc bag marked yeah. you know a, a mower deck? So that because <laughs> who knows what's going to get moved around between you know now and next April or something, and then you want to have it so. I I can't remember what I did, you know, six days ago, let alone probably six months ago trying to find something. Uh, Garden chemical sprayers that you have, those pump-up sprayers, you know, you can spray things down with them and stuff. And uh, any of that that you're using, uh, whether they had fertilizer or something nasty in them, needs to be uh, used up if you can. Uh, Don't just dump it down the drain. That's not real smart to do. You may have to pour it back into a container and save it uh, in a place where it won't freeze. But you should clean those sprayers out, uh, rinse them out thoroughly cleaned. Uh, some of the pumps need to be lubricated with, a, you know, a couple drops of, of, uh, of oil even. And then that'll have to be cleaned with soap and water next time before you use it. So you're probably going to say, uh, screw it, I'm not doing any of that. But uh, you do want to get the chemicals out of there because many of those are water-based, of course, and they'll freeze and break little parts mm-hmm. inside those sprayers. And then you're going to be down by in another two-and-a-half-gallon sprayer, you know, next spring because this one, you pump it up and nothing happens. Uh, also you probably want to label those containers as to what was in them uh those containers should be dedicated the same one that you put stain on your fence you shouldn't be using to you know put uh 24d out on the thistles in your pasture or something <laughs> right yeah um cuz you don't want to cross contaminate stuff and thinking that you're putting down one thing and there's residual there and you just killed all your broccoli or something oh. um add a add a fuel stabilizer to any uh, gas uh, that you have stored in cans or tanks, uh, especially if you did not use uh, non ethanol gas. Opie, hey Andy, hey Goob, uh, Opie <laughs> says that you should uh, always use non ethanol gas yeah. in any small yeah. engine stuff. In fact, it's a law. Um, now, I, I've never heard of the sheriff or the city police stopping you with your mower. Making you open the tank, putting in a little test strip, and going, "Aha!"
0: Yeah, well, that's gotcha. Yeah, you
1: because hands out on the hood of the cruiser. All right, you have a right to remain unmowed (laughs) because
0: I'm not. No, I'm not sure what I've got in my mower tanks right now. So that's the thing. A lot of people will just say, "Hey,
1: I'm going to go fill the car up with gas, and I'm going to take this with me," and they take it out of the car and then fill up their little tank and take it home to use in their lawnmower. Well, you're not supposed to do that. And it's because those machines do not combust that fuel the way that it should be. And they put out an excessive amount of pollutants into the air. And it's hard on the machines themselves. They're not designed to run with ethanol
0: in their fuel. And I generally go to the non-ethanol or the the, the proper filling station those are popping up to, all over the place to do that especially with my yeah with, what i generally do is fill up my lawnmower tank right first and then fill up the car so it gets a little bit of extra love in the gas tank <laughs> um but yeah the i'm pretty sure that i got the right stuff
1: yeah and those gas stations used to be hard hard to find oh, yeah, they're not they're, hard to find anymore no they're all, all over the place and I, th- I think that's because people are realizing that you know, for the, the, the anything that runs on, you know, gasoline like that, the small engines, uh, you should be doing that. Anyway, um, two-cycle mixed fuel will keep a lot better than regular gasoline because there are, uh, if if you buy those little tiny plastic bottles of the, the oil mix that goes in there, you'll see that a lot of those do have stabilizer built into them already. So that, that fuel will probably winter over uh, just fine. But if you can... Try to time out your usage to minimize what is stored and uh, and and use it up uh, rather than have it sit around. Uh, if any of this equipment has keys or any kind of a disconnect type of device that you can pull out of them, uh, you may want to hang those up somewhere where you can find them next spring. Yeah, And make sure to label those
0: like the Ziploc
1: bags. <laughs> yeah, don't just leave them in the tools. They may get knocked out. You won't be able to find them. And then, I can't start this. Blasted riding mower because I don't have a key. Give me a screwdriver. Yep. <laughs> uh, clean battery terminals and uh, protect those with some anti-corrosion spray on them. Uh, you might also set an alarm on your phone or some kind of a reminder to yourself, even on a written calendar, to go out and start up some of this equipment maybe every month. If uh, if you do keep some fuel in it and that things like maybe a generator that you have uh, that. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure that it's ready to go on a moment's notice or maybe that's snowblower. Are you going to use it? I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Nothing worse than going out there the day you need to use it and the thing won't start. Right. So uh, you might want to go out there and make sure that uh, stuff's fired up. It keeps the fluids moving. The gaskets are are, are swelled up and wet and everything. Uh, Not a bad idea to do that. Also, if any of this equipment has a rechargeable battery in it, You know, a cordless tool. Maybe you got a cordless blower, or you know, the the weed whacker, or something like that. Uh, Remove those batteries and take that charger into your garage and set up a little charging station area somewhere. Um, You know, maybe maybe you have that out in your shed. I guess they're not as temperature sensitive, but uh, most of the battery people recommend bringing them indoors for that. And set up a charging station so you can charge that battery like once a month. You don't have to keep it on the charger from now until April okay. or May. okay. But, you know, have it there. And then just once in a while, when you go by there, just put it on there and charge it and then remove it the next time you go by there and let it sit for a month or something. It'll just keep the life of the battery a little bit uh, better from what I'm told. I don't know, maybe that's all just some mythology, <laughs> but uh, that way it's, it's ready to go in the spring when you are. Um, one final thing, check over your winter accessories, like, you know, your snow blades for ATVs and riding mowers and tractors, are, are all the parts there? Are they ready to go? Do you need to put chains on some of the tires? Uh, much easier now than the first day of the big snow. And uh, make sure if you do need fuel over this winter, you do put some fresh fuel in there. Keep the cans full to keep moisture out of them and uh, any other consumables you need for your equipment. Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, Bronco Saturday starts here in just moments. Thanks for being with us. You've been listening to the Home Fix Show on News Talk KBOI. If you want to talk with me about anything today, send an email. I'm ready to talk to you right now at joe at joeprin.com. The Home Fix Show with Joe Prin will be right back on News Talk KBOI. Renewable Energy Northwest starts the same way all the other PV companies start, with a copy of your power bill. The big difference is this is their starting point. One customer asked them to improve their power costs. The review came up with these solutions. Update the current HVAC system to an energy efficient 21 SEER heat pump system for a 20% savings. Install a solar thermal HVAC solution for heating water and assisting home heating for a 30% energy savings. Insulation improvements for 10% more energy savings, identification of inefficient appliances to be retired or replaced for an additional 5% energy savings, and these options resulted in a 65% energy reduction in the home. Now the solar PV needs to only cover the remaining 35%. Renewable Energy Northwest has a solar solution for you. Call 208-577-6537 or look at RenewableEnergyNWLLC.com.
0: When summer heats up, your insulation goes to work to try to keep you cool. The amount and type of insulation will determine how successful this is. Can your home benefit from added or replaced insulation? Could your garage be more useful if it was insulated? Perhaps. Find out by making a call to Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028. Go Green will look over your insulated spaces and determine what is needed and where. An accurate and complete quote will be prepared and presented for you to review. And then you can discuss with the insulation experts at Go Green just how this will make your home feel, as well as potential energy cost savings you may achieve. Go Green Insulation is fully up to speed with all the latest energy code requirements and suggestions, whether your home is 80 years old or just a decade or two. Before it gets too deep into the season, call Go Green Insulation at 208-912-0028 or visit gogreeninsulation.com.